Hello, and welcome to The Garden Club, where we explore the world and characters of Bloom and Blight a few questions at a time. My name is Anna, and I'll be your host today, though you may know me better as your always exhausted oracle, Larkspur. Today, I have the lovely Logan here with me to discuss all things Wolfsbane. How are you today, Logan? I'm doing fantastic. A little tired, but that's life, you know? That seems to be how it always is these days. Mm-hmm. So, I am very excited to talk about Wolfsbane, our resident emo uh, wolf boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 emo mo- wolf boy. <laughs> living, living my two thousand, my, my teenage fantasies out in the form of an anime boy. Amazing. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about your inspiration for Wolfsbane. Ah, uh, my teenage years as an anime boy. No, um, I guess there's a lot. Um, so, I'm a big magical girl aficionado of sorts. So, like his main inspiration well actually okay the real inspiration we've kind of talked about this in other times but like it's legitimately if vegeta from dragon ball z was a twink um just a very angry man who always wants to get stronger and always wants people to like recognize him but is a little bit too pretty like i i've i i think I want him to be the the teenage heartthrob character of like I'm too good for everyone in, in the school character and I'll never I'll never date you because I'm too angry and too focused on important things unlike your school prom or whatever. And then also, by the way, I have magical powers and shit. But that was like the start of it. But it kind of moved on to. Um, like Mamoru from Sailor Moon, the and for American audiences, that's Darian. Um, like the male character in the Magical Girl setting has always kind of been mysterious, but like oddly powerful. They they don't have the same powers. They don't have the same origins. They they are always a little bit slightly off. Maybe Lee Shenron from Card Captor kind of is a good a good reference as well, because he's like Marshall while you know Sakura is obviously using magic even though they have the exact same goals. And then like he has fire powers. I have this thing th- thing but calling the purple flame, which by the way has was totally me just making something up. I don't even know what it means. It's just a thing I'm saying. But like I had just watched Promare. Have you seen Promare before? I have not. No, it's definitely on my list. Yeah, um it's very gay. Um they don't mean it to be gay, but it absolutely is. All the best things are. Yeah. <laughs> but um uh one of the characters Leo, I think. Yeah. He is just this pretty boy who has fire powers and has this black leather biker aesthetic. And I took that and I ran with it. I'm not like, it's not like a complete, like taking the whole thing. Cause if it was taking the whole thing, I'd also be a lot more friendly to people, but it's just this idea of like, why I want a protagonist that is grouchy, but pretty. And that's what I I'd say is the main inspo for Wolfsbane. That is amazing. Uh, the the Vegeta line has stuck with me and is honestly one of my favorite lines of the year. Now I have this image in my head of Vegeta at a high school prom and just being angry about it. You know, if I, did you ever watch the Dragon Ball live action movie? I hope not, but did you? I did, but it's been so long. So most of my experience with Dragon Ball, I have to be honest, is with DBZ abridged. I have not actually seen the actual series. That's super common now. But the only thing I'll say is like it it takes place like Goku's in like high school and shit and whatever. And like obviously the movie was bad. It was absolutely terrible. But I imagine in an alternate world we would be able to see Vegeta in high school being whatever Vegeta's do in high school, which is probably posture a lot. He's probably the president of some stupid club. 
I feel like that would have made a better movie. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Listen, anyone who's listening and somehow has the ear of Hollywood, I, you want people to love your shit. Put. We can go back to high school if everyone has like superpowers and is stupid. Like, let's do it. Let's do like stupid power. Everything is gay. I would watch it a hundred times over instead of just like melodrama about like someone like oh no someone slept with someone. I don't care. I want to care about who's punching a hole in the moon. Amazing. Punching a hole in the moon. The uh, the great issue that all high schools face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in the story, we just saw the big reveal of Lulu's video mm-hmm. that had us all crying at the table, um, explaining what she did, what her death was for, what she was trying to prevent. Um, how's Wolfbane handling that? Like, what is what's going on? We, we see a little bit of it in episode five. Um, some tense words are exchanged between him and Larkspur. Um, yeah, where, where is he at right now? So I, I mentioned early on, I think even in the first episode, that like Lily is the equivalent of his Messiah character. Like he has a complex and it's kind of like, I guess if we go with like, you know, some Christian iconography, it's kind of like if he was one of the disciples and didn't know what was going to go on, but Jesus knew the whole time. Like, I'm pretty sure someone were like, what the, f- what, what's going on here? Uh, he's kind of just like, he's not really sure how to react outside of his automatic response, which is anger. You know, I think he's gonna be okay in so much as he has no choice, but to be okay, but he's definitely not going to be handling it. Well, I would, I would say for people listening in, he's probably going to commit a violence or, or two, and we'll see how that goes. I don't know that we would expect anything else from Wolfsbane. Uh, so we're five episodes in at this point. What did you expect from a show like Bloom and Blight, and have we been seeing that? Oh, um, so it's all Magical Girl. The, the game system, Girl by Moonlight, is heavily inspired by it. So I, I expected a lot of, um, to be honest, I expected a lot more Monster of the Week. I expected us to be fighting a lot more monsters. It has not yet happened. I'm saying yet. We have fought, I think, well, there was Zeke, which wasn't really a fight. And there was the robots on the road. But like, I I expected more, you know, just random, oh, monsters kidnapping people and we got to go save them. But it hasn't happened. But I actually, I'm excited because we're exploring a very different story. We're exploring the post strategy of like a magical girl setting in a way that's like genre defying because we don't see that a lot in in the magical girl genre. Like the main characters usually don't die. And Lily is effectively our main character. The main character usually is the one that tries everything to to stop uh, death. Although I guess if you see if you've seen uh, Madoka Magica. You, you, you might know like there's some subversion yeah here or there one way or another but like we don't but the main character is still hanging around even if if like there's another character who's actively trying to prevent it so like i yeah i expected more monster of the week it didn't happen i'm not talking about the tgrbg monster week i'm talking about the concept where like i don't know we'll have a shrimp man running around we gotta go stump stop shrimp man or something almost power ranger-esque in that way yeah, I feel like that would have been very much, you know, season one. Mm-hmm. Girl by Moonlight has this idea that it starts in season two of the story. Mm-hmm. And I like that we're diving into the emotions here um, and really diving into what it means to lose someone and how you come back from that. Because if a main character does die in a show, that's usually the end of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's either the end of the show or like, I guess if you think of it from like a Western perspective, I, I could go on and on about like the differences between in media of Western and Eastern ex- expectations of heroes. But like in a Western perspective, Lily's going to come back 
through some magical time vault or like some vat of clone whatever stuff because like it's an x-men character and none of them can die right we're gonna pop over to the gotham and use the lazarus pit yeah exactly that's like that's what a western thing would do is like oh shoot this popular character died and people liked them i guess our writers were wrong but like in a, from like Eastern and like obviously what we're inspired by, like that can be like either the end of the series or it could be like rename series with new um, subtitle to signify it's a whole new like generation or something, which we don't have a subtitle. So it's it's, it's a whole new meeting, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a unique premise, I think, for the show coming in when the team's a mess because magical girls are all about teamwork and coming together and hope mm-hmm. and saving the world through that hope and through dreams and we're seeing these characters just as a mess um, and it's been a lot of fun I think diving into that and what that means yeah, and how we've pulled ourselves apart and now that everything has blown up hopefully after uh, this last episode, episode 5 seeing everything come back together mm-hmm. so we like to wrap these up with some lighter questions. Uh, just to kind of dive into uh, kind of the broader genre, both of the game and of uh, Magical Girls. Um, and I have to ask, because I know you are very knowledgeable about Magical Girls, mm-hmm. uh, you and I came into this huge fans of the genre. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite Magical Girls? Uh, Soggy is big. As much as like Sailor Moon is big, big 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 i i think she's so stupid and i love her she is the like true friend she cares about everyone having a good time her goals are yes save crystal tokyo but also to save like all her friends to make sure that they have good times when they go out to festivals when they go out and have like just friend dates it's all good i love it so much uh she's not necessarily my favorite sailor scout but like if we go in the genre and what she represents to me she's my favorite she like is a big favorite outside of that like i've, I've said it enough times to some people like it i will argue up and down even though some people don't believe me that killa kills ryoko is a magical girl because she has a weapon that is unique she has a magical transformation sequence she has a talking magical companion it just happens to be her school uniform and like it fits so much of the genre there's really no reason why she shouldn't be considered a magical girl outside of like i guess she doesn't have a magical girl team or squad or whatever which isn't that far off and i'm and i'm saying it like there's not like another equivalent to her on her side until spoilers later on when a mysterious family member shows up i guess i'll say kill a kills old enough that people should have watched it by now but i don't want to ruin it and i'll probably cap it off cuz i could go on I really could, but I'll cap it off with Utna. Utna, a classic. It's a classic. It's gay as hell. It's real rough to get through the beginning. Um, it it, it is. I, I'll tell that to people. Like, the the formula is very, ooh, can be tiring. But the story and the the difficult themes they're willing to to, uh, to attack in that show. I'm saying attack because it's not something that you're allowed to evade in that show. There's they don't bring up a difficult subject and then walk walk away from it. They keep on coming back. That I really enjoy. I really like that Utna herself is, um, she, her goal is to become a prince. She wants to become something that theoretically we would say, well, don't you mean like a princess? Don't you mean like a knight? Cause she has like a, a, a view of chivalry, but no, she wants to be this one prince that saved her when she was very young. And that is super cool that, like, she's defying 
both gender and like societal expect like just general societal expectations because it's it she doesn't want to be with that guy she wants to be that guy like that's cool as hell well ahead of its time for uh that type of media which is sad to say but true nonetheless someone's gotta someone's gotta break that barrier you know absolutely the other lighter question I had, if you had to choose a different playbook for Wolfsbane, uh, Girl by Moonlight uses playbooks for those who haven't seen this system yet. Wolfsbane is the outsider, correct? Correct. He's the green power ranger of the group. Yeah. So if you had to choose a different one, if we saw an AU Wolfsbane, what playbook would you pick? Um, Honestly, the Guardian. That's a good one. The Guardian is like, what is it? They say uh, it's like the protector one. Wolfsbane is all about being aggressive, but he's also all about making sure that everyone else is kind of doing what they need to get things done. And I could see him being, instead of like trying to push people to motivate them, he's legitimately putting himself into harm's way. I could see that as an easy thing to do for him. I could also see changing in that AU situation where instead of where he was someone who was outside brought into the group, he was someone who was like, I would say the equivalent of the guardian character of a lot of magical girls, um, like like uh, Kiro from Card Capture Sakura. Sakura. Like he is technically a guardian character. Uh, he, I mean, he's cute most of the time, but people forget he's got like a flying cat form, mm-hmm. and that 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 would be, you know, that's terrifying. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and it's interesting too because the Guardian was Lily's playbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really interesting to see Wolfsbane and possibly some of the other characters gravitate towards that playbook. Um, it's just really fun all around. So unfortunately, we are running out of time. Oh no. Yeah, I know. We can only go so long with these, even though I want to just sit here and keep talking with you. Is there anything else you would like people to know to expect for Wolfsbane or anything like that going forward without giving any spoilers? We are not going to give any spoilers beyond the most recent episode. Yeah, without giving spoilers, Wolfsbane has a big heart. Uh, He's actually probably a big softie on the inside. He just doesn't know how to emote really well. You can expect him to try and be as badass as possible, not necessarily succeeding every time, but he will always try. I, I, I as a role player, I'm very much of like, I'm, I'm the yes and in the situation. So I'm always going to be like, I want to do this cool thing. It didn't work out. Okay, what's next? What are we going to do when one of these things fail? So Wolfsbane we'll will unfortunately, no matter what, we, what gets thrown at us, we'll probably take the risky but cool scenario and probably get hurt in the process. Amazing. I think there's a lot of harm in the future. <laughs> well, we've, we've had a habit of not rolling well, and uh, our characters especially take a lot of risks. Yes. And I don't think Taylor's going to let that go unnoticed. <laughs> mm, nope. Nope. But amazing. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Logan, for sitting down and chatting with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to Bloom and Blight. Our cast includes Taylor as the director, Candice as Belladonna, Logan as Wolfsbane, Kit as Daffodil, and Anna as Larkspur. Cast details can be found in the show description. All production is handled by Anna and Kit. All sounds and music courtesy Epidemic Sounds. Girl by Moonlight is a Forged in the Dark system from Evil Hat Productions. To stay up to date with all things Bloom and Blight, be sure to give us a follow on social media at Bloom and Blight. Bloom and Blight is a Dareful Archives production. See you next time.